great coffee. This place is known for its coffee. Really? No, oh, I don't know. Interesting. I was like, wow, I'd believe it. It's really good. What is it, Ethan Roast? That's my friend Q who owns 8th and Roast. Really good guy. Really? Yep. We love him. I, I don't want to give him a free plug. I don't think he deserves it, but. I'm done with you. I'm giving him the plug. I also feel really funky. I'm going to not wear these now, actually. Because now you're worried about the hair, right? The, well, no, it was more like I couldn't really hear. Like, it was like a weird mind trip just now. Like, it's when I have AirPods in and yeah. I'm on the phone and I can't hear myself. I hate it. Wait, what do you mean? Like, like AirPods to me are really interesting. I love them, but I yeah. fucking hate talking on the phone on them. Do you know I what I think? I think them. Bluetooth is is going to be the next smoking. Like, I think in 20 to 50 years, we're going to look back and we're going to say it's crazy how much Bluetooth we used in our life. Do you think I'm insane? No. Like, I think Bluetooth, can I have uh, my voice down a little bit in, my, in the headphones, just the volume down a little bit? I think Bluetooth is literally, like, going to give us cancer. Like, when I wear my AirPods, my ears start ringing and hurting oh 100 percent right 100 percent. i think that all of this that like we're not meant to have stuff right here well i actually feel like this is okay i the, think it's the are Bluetooth. those in-ears these are in-ears yeah they're yeah. fire yeah yeah in-ears yeah. are the shit i think these are fine i don't think these are killing me but i think bluetooth well yeah because it's connecting wireless to something that is now like so close to your brain that it's kind of terrifying that's what i'm saying and then oh, i think the the like white noise cancellation 100 i'm not an alarmist like i don't want to give you that vibe but Oh, but I, it's okay if you are. I'm, no, no, I'm not. I'm just I just I just think that Bluetooth is going to be like, like in 20 years, they're going to say it's crazy how much Bluetooth, how how casually we use Bluetooth. Um, Shaylin, it is so great to meet you. Hello. This so is so exciting. Um, okay, so I was I was like doing a big deep dive here. Yeah. Because you were previously like a pop artist. Oh, I was. And now you're doing this like really authentic country thing. Yes. But I was doing this deep dive and I learned that you were like on this sitcom TV show. I was. So then I started watching the show. Oh God. The Wannabes. <laughs> oh God. Which I thought was actually very fun. Okay, it, I'm so glad. Well, well, why? What do most people say about this show? Um, most people does. Wow, can't talk English today. Um, most people don't know it exists because it was so long ago. And does was, anybody recognize you from the show? Do you ever you know get recognized what's so from wild it? Is on my TikTok and Instagram. There are so many people from that. It was like 10 years life. ago. It's wild. Yeah. Wild. I was a baby. But we were really popping in Australia, um, South America, like all these different places. Even though it did air here, we had so much recognition outside of the U.S. So a lot of it, majority of this stuff comes from Australia. Really? Kind of crazy. Like, have you been to Australia? I have not yet. We were supposed to go on a tour there. We did do the South America tour, which was amazing. And the craziest thing, because I actually felt like Justin Bieber there. Like, yeah. we couldn't even go into our hotel. People were, like, freaking out. Are you out. serious? Oh, it was wild. I was like, and I was 16 at the time. I just felt like I was the coolest kid on the planet. And then I'd come back to America and I'd be like, nobody knows me, but it's fine. This was originally, though, a band. Like, yes. this was a real band oh, that yes. was put together, oh, right? Yeah. So, funny thing is, we actually started as a Christian pop group in yeah. Texas. And we would tour all of Where the in churches. Texas? Houston is where it originated. Um, Were you part of, there's that amazing woman in Houston whose name I can't think of, but she trained Beyonce and Casey Musgraves and all these people. No, I was a part of a school called Septian in Dallas. Yes, that's exactly right. Is that Lin Linda? Linda? Linda Septian. Yes. That's, it, it, am I right? Did it's she train those people or did yep. I make that up? She trained them. And yeah. I did her master program for years. 
years. I'm in touch with her, and she no always finds way. great artists. Yep. She's honestly, she has such an eye for it. Yeah. Like, what does she do? Because I've always wondered what goes on in those classes. Like, what what is she teaching? I will say back when I, because I don't know, I know she's like changed the format a lot since, yeah. I mean, this was when I- Do you I, move to Houston to work with her? So she, when I started, was based in Dallas. She was based oh. out of Addison, Texas. She had her studio there. Okay. And um, you have to audition, like you have to go through this extensive program because it's like, there's levels if you want to do like an intro class, whatever. Um, but I was hell bent on doing the master classes. And uh, so you audition, you go through all these different rounds, and then basically you're placed with different teachers each week. Like I didn't have a life outside of school. Like I'd go to school and then right as I'm done, I'd head to Septian. Um, I'd be there from like four to nine every night. I would train with Andrea Wallace, who I like really developed this gospel side to me. She was incredible. Um, Bridget. Uh, and then I also did like training on like media classes on because this was right before social media really was a thing. So, like, what are, so they're training like how to like you have to or, sing, you have to act, yeah. you have to dance, you had to play an instrument. Like, and why is why are all these people in Houston? Why are all these brilliant people? I, there's something in the water. There's just something there. Something because the like water. so many artists have gone through this program. It's crazy. It's insane. It's yeah. crazy. Jonas Brothers, Selena, yep. all of them. Yeah. Demi, Demi was a big one for her. Yeah. In fact, I was like right at the time Demi was going is when I was going. And so we did were you both... interact with her ever? I did. She's a great girl. Yeah. Great girl. Very oh, talented. Okay. Wait. So. So they did she put this group together originally? No. Or were all these people like her alumni or no? No. In fact, it was so weird. I had just auditioned for that group because my dad had just moved to Houston. Or like he was working out of Houston. And um, there were these auditions. And I was like, well, let's see how it goes. Like it started at the Fellowship of the Woodlands in Houston. And I got in. And like really we had no plan on being anything other than this Christian group. Like that was it. And then like four or five years later, this lady, Doreen Spicer, who created The Proud Family on Disney Channel. Yeah. And Jump In. She did the movie Jump yes. In. Right. Yeah. And she wrote an entire like thing around us um, that was basically Saved by the Bell meets Hannah Montana. Like combined, we would like we were not allowed to perform in the school. And then after every episode, there'd be a music video. And we had all this music for the show. But we had just started off on a pilot. We filmed the pilot in Fellowship of the Woodlands. It was privately invested. Um, Why'd you have to go to Michigan to do this? Didn't you shoot the whole thing in Michigan? Crazy. You're good. You're why, really good. But why, why Michigan? The tax incentive at that time in the film industry was so good there. And then we also found a high school that was entirely brand new. But they, wherever in Howell, like there wasn't enough people to occupy it because so many people were moving out of the area. Um, and we basically filmed. So most of the hallway scenes, everything is at actual high school. And then we just filmed the, they built a massive set in the gym for the sweet shop that we would film in. And it was crazy. So that sweet shop mm -hmm. actually was just, you were inside the gym. Yes. And you were at a set inside the gym. Yep. And it, it the, these shows seem like you guys are having a lot of fun on them, like mm -hmm. all these shows. Yep. But were you actually having fun? To be honest with you, this show in particular, it was my best friends. Like that was- They, they were your best friends. They were friends. my best friends. Yeah. They were like- because we were a thing before all of this. So this was great. You probably was, had no friends in Michigan other than these people. Did you meet any, like, you guys would just hang out? We would. Just, we brought a lot of people to Howl. Like, it was wild. Like What do you we, mean? Like, you brought your close friends? Like, we, our crew and everybody, because, like, we gave a lot of people jobs at that point. Like, Michigan was, like, it was a bad time in Michigan. And we brought, like, I think our set alone had, like, 
I think we hired like 50 to 70 people to work for that particular show. Um, so it was like we had all these people because we'd film five days a week and we'd start at six in the morning and we'd end at six at night. And then I would do school with a private tutor from seven to ten. And that was just my life. And then what would you do on the weekends? Literally, we would block for the next episode. So we do blocking. On, so, so And how long did it take to shoot? Oh God! Season. uh, Each so we were there for a year and we shot two seasons, so it's twenty six episodes. Yeah, yeah, and it was it took about a year because the first like half of it was just getting in a groove. None of the people that I like, none of the people that started this whole thing had ever done a TV show. Like it is a very different. What do you mean? Like none of the staff? Like you guys? Like my management? Like we'd never? Nobody. 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 So how how to get done? It was. Thank God, one, that everybody that we did hire was obviously union. Like, they knew what they were doing. They knew what was going on, yeah. But as far as, like, we flew in so many people from L.A. Like, uh, Richard Lyons was our acting coach. Doreen was there every day, executive producing. Um, George Blake, the writers. Like, Arthur. We had flown all of these people in from L.A. And my management at the time... And then us as a group, like we didn't, we'd never done TV. So we didn't know what blocking was on the weekends. Like you have to go in and literally map out each scene for the next week. And each like, you shoot like a scene a day. And it's just a different world. Like filming is a different world. Yeah. So it was honestly like, it feels like another lifetime that I did that, but it was some of the best times of my life. Do you look back on those episodes? Do you cringe when you watch them? Absolutely. Or do you go, this is actually kind of good or this is kind of cool for what it is. Like I was a baby. Like I think that when we started, I was 15. So I was a baby, and like you can fully see me start going through like puberty. Like as I didn't far get that as, far. I watched. Oh my god! I watched the first like three episodes. It was wild. Like I by the end what of the season, the end? like Ruined I look like a different person. Really? Entirely different person. We were supposed to have a third season, and we signed to Young Money Cash Money at the time yeah, on yeah, the, the record label. label. You were one of their first pop acts ever. that they signed yeah. ever. Yeah, ever. And um. It was a curse and a blessing because they didn't really know what they were doing um, with a pop group. And we were we had so much momentum at that time. And we had a third season and they had to like they wanted um, a piece of the TV side as well. But they had like missed out on the third season to sign off on it. So. (laughs) So that killed the third season. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wouldn't you think that they would want that season They're, as a promotional vehicle for you guys? It's crazy because, listen, when I, like, I love them. I have nothing bad to say about them. But let me say some bad things about them. <laughs> when I tell you, it was just a shit show. It was a shit show. Like, that world, pop, compared to, like, the hip-hop world, Yeah, it's an entirely different universe. Like, Birdman and Slim would show up at, like, like... I remember they had us come to a meeting at the Hit Factory in Miami, and we were kids, and they were like, yep, they want to meet at 9 p.m., which is already kind of late. They wouldn't show up till, like, 3 or 4 in the morning. This was their team? Oh, yeah. Like, that's just, like, standard. That's just standard. Oh, my standard. God. Like, sometimes, like, Lil Wayne and Nikki and all them, like, maybe show up for sessions at, like, 4 in the morning. And how like, old are you guys at this point? I'm 16. 16. Yeah. Yeah. And like, then we go to the Grammy parties. And what I tell you is the first, like, I'm a pretty good girl at this point in my life. Very, like, just by the book. And the things that I 
witness to my first Grammy party. I was like, wow, there were so many strippers everywhere, which yeah. was awesome. Like, <laughs> I was at the Grammys last week. I didn't see any strippers. No, nope, this I was, was a I was different going time. Going to the wrong parties. This was pre like phones being out and everybody and, like, yeah, like filming and stuff. So there were also like, I w- I remember going to the bathroom and there were these girls. That I thought it was powdered sugar, but it was definitely right. cocaine. Right. And I was like, I didn't see any of that. Oh this yeah. Year at the Grammys. Maybe no. I was now at the everyone's wrong parties. everyone's very <laughs> censored now. You have to be. I think I was at the wrong parties. I think maybe. Or maybe they're just not doing it anymore. I don't think they're doing it anymore. <laughs> but that's. But so you. Uh, this just blows my mind though. Like what a way. Don't you? Are, are you grateful for these experiences? I loved. I wouldn't trade one moment of it. Yeah. I, because to get to where I am now. Everything had to happen. Did you have friends? Where'd you go to high school? In Houston? Allen High School or, in Dallas. In Dallas. Yep. Dallas. Do you, did you outgrow, like, did you feel like you grew up a lot faster than oh your my other God. friends? I literally, there? sophomore year, I left. Yeah. And I didn't do high school. And are you in touch with any of your friends? Um, I have, like, three friends that I talk to. Yeah. And that's about it. But as far as, like, people support me, and it's wild because Instagram and everything has made it so cool to stay connected. Yeah. Um, And it's just so nice to get some of the messages. It's like, girl, I knew since elementary school. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Like, yeah. really, really cool. I think they're trying to come out of the woodwork to always to say they were always your friend. They're trying to cash in. You know what? It's uh, I like to just think positive and be like, you know, it's that's uh, a genuine person who wants to be my friend. No, they're no. trying to cash in on your success. <laughs> they want you to invite them to the to the parties that you're going to with the you strippers. You know, it is definitely might be a thing. But I, that's okay. That's okay. Bring them with you. Honestly, I'd bring the whole world if I could. Yeah. Because uh, honestly, just that message alone, I could have been having a horrible day, and whether it was authentic or not, you helped me get through that yeah. day. When you were at Septian, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. That's that's her Septian. name, Linda, um, who's a hoot. She is hilarious. I met her in New Orleans. She is in 2019. And okay. We had oysters together. Love this journey for you. And right, and I met her with a really good friend of mine, Michael Dixon, who okay. introduced me to her. And she was she's from Louisiana, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. And she was a hoot. Oh she's my a god. Character. And we talk maybe every six months. That's amazing. Give or take. I love it doesn't her. sound like we talk that often. No, six months is a lot, though. But like we Every talk and she'll like tell me which like the Irish. Anyway, it doesn't matter <laughs> when you're there and you're with like all these other people. Is it really competitive? And like, or do you hate everyone or are you actually are you friends with everyone? But do you secretly hate everyone? Like, what's the vibe? Oh, man. In the entertainment industry, as it is, is just like we all know it's cutthroat. Yeah. Um, to be a female in the entertainment industry. Really cutthroat. Really freaking cutthroat. So I think with like the male artists that were there, you just don't give two craps about it. Yeah. Females, it's just like you kind of know like you're pitted against each other already. And do you like are you fake friends with them or were you would you actually hang out with them? You know what's so funny? Until you give me a reason to kind of like I've always been the girl that I'm really not threatened like that. Like if if you're dope, if you are, if you lead with integrity, like there's room for everybody. There really is. Yeah. Um, but do you have that foresight? There were some girls. Do you have? But do you have that mentality when you're 14 or 15 or 16? Like, do you do you know that? Or, I think because my mom was always just like, be humble, support each, like support everybody that you meet. Yeah. But there were a few girls that made it kind of hard. Like what did they do? <sighs> there was one girl in particular in my group that we started off as friends, and. That was like my sister. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I started to get more and more of like the like producers would give me the solo leads. They would get and like all of a sudden it wasn't so much about her. 
And when I tell you, like, down to my, the sneaker I was wearing, like, if she, if I was a little bit taller, like, her mom and her would be like, no, she needs to be over here. Like, oh, her mom would get oh, it. Oh, it was nuts. Oh the stage moms. This is like terrified. a real thing. Oh, it's a thing. And they would say, like, if you were next to her or whatever. Like, oh, I'd, she'd have to. Or, like, if we were both wearing, like, kind of the similar color, I couldn't. Like, I wasn't allowed to be a certain style. Like, I really loved like more streetwear and everything, yeah. but I had to be like, I had to dress very like boho chic and I didn't want to dress like that. Like, but we all, like there were three girls and I had to have, she got to do that and I didn't. And I always wanted to dye my hair blonde, but she got to be the blonde and I had to be the brunette. Like I couldn't mess with my hair. I had to look a certain way. Like it was so frustrating. Is that one of those things? Because I feel like sometimes like I look back on moments when I was younger and I should just <laughs> said i should have had the confidence to just be like yo my hair's blonde i like, when like I tell what are you gonna you, do you're gonna you're c- come after me I, honestly i like, like it was like her mom scared me so bad yeah do you wish now if you met her you would have torn her apart right let you, me tell i wouldn't have torn her apart but i definitely would have been like listen this isn't your show this is all of our show yeah i'm gonna do this and i want to do it and i'm not gonna be threatened by you yeah but you don't know that when you're younger. In fact, you think your life is on the line, yeah, which you, like, most of the time it, I did. It, yes. Yeah, it's very intimidating. Because they would even do stuff outside. Of, like, they would start rumors about, like, my mom or something. And, like, oh my some God. crazy stuff. And I was like, wait a second. Like, it was kind of, like, a lot of drama. And I was like, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. This is crazy. And then she, like, out of nowhere quit. The mom quit? No. Or, or the, no, the, the, girl. the girl. The girl quit. Out of nowhere quit. She didn't have an error. She didn't have an error. It was crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, so you do the show, you sign to the the label deal, you yep. go to these crazy Grammy parties, yep. and then what happens? The band gets dropped? So we get shelved, Shelf. which that's a it's whole worse. other thing. It's so bad because you just sit there and you like nobody answers your calls, like you're not getting like just anything. It's just like you just yeah. sit there. And are you guys still best friends at this point? We are. Um, but we're starting, like, now there's tension because... What was the name of the band? Was the band really called The Wannabes? Uh, that was the TV show. That was so the TV show. The Wannabes starring Savvy. Sa- right. So Savvy was in the group. Don't you say that in the show? Like, don't you say we're called Savvy? Yes. And then the, the guy who owns this candy store says, no, you're you're The Wannabes. Yes. Horrible name. That was a bad... Horrible! Why- it's a horrible name. I, like, when I look back, I'm like, we could have done a better the name. The band could have been Savvy. You could have been called The Candy Shop. That would have been a great Well, because name. we had to... We had to be incognito because the principal if he found out we were performing outside of school like we would have been expelled right expelled yeah which also blows my mind too the whole show doesn't make any sense it's no sense but, at all but anyway so <laughs> so stupid so you okay so you're shelved and then and then it, how how's that saga basically close so we all still live in Texas at this point we were traveling back and forth all the time to LA yeah and i'm 17 now it's been a good like eight months and I'm like, okay, screw this. I'm going out there. You guys should come with me. Let's get in their face. Let's start filming YouTube videos. Like, I don't know what else to do, which at this point in the music world, you could not leak songs. Like you would be like, you're shunned from the face of the planet. Um, And th- at this point, like I was willing to kind of like risk that because I was like, these songs are just going to sit there because we did the whole album with Red One. Yeah. So these you are guys like flew. Do you fly to, to Paris? To Paris, yeah. To record. There's with where him. all of our budget went. Was was were those flights to Paris? And they put us like in first class. We really did it up. And yeah. like hip hop versus pop, you have to have budget for radio. Like right. 
You just have to have it. It's actually equally as if not more important for the budget for radio. So we and had when no you're in with Red One, do you really get the sense that like this dude is a freaking pop genius? Oh, he was a genius. Also, every one of his team was a genius. Really? Every one of them. And where where are those songs? Are they online? Or some th- of them are now. Yeah. Yeah, because we like got frisky with it and we put some up on there. Yeah. <laughs> and we put the music video up because it never came out. It was like half a million dollar music video. Nobody ever saw it until you guys played out. And really nobody even saw it then. Like it's yeah. just like. But it's there. It's how, there. how do you find it? How do you uh, find it? You, I think you could literally look up Young and Reckless Savvy and it's there. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then you get shelved. Yep. And then what? The band sort of fizzles. So I move out to LA. They follow me. So my parents were like, listen, if that's what you got to do, you're really young. This is crazy. But like we support you. Um, financially, I was living off of, nobody told me, cause my parents, nobody does music in my family and yeah. none of us really knew like how advances work. So I was like, oh yeah, like I'll be on this money. Like it'll, Money's no. going to come back in. No, it dries it up. It literally goes like that. Yeah. Like, and I, when I moved out there and I realized how expensive LA was, I, when I tell you the only thing I could afford for the first year, 200 square foot apartment. You had to work five jobs. So many jobs. What'd you do? You- Buffalo Wild Wings waitress. Yep. Um, I would wedding sing on the weekends. Yep. I would run people's social media that yep. like, I had no idea what I was doing. How do you not feel like here you are on the show, you've got this big record deal. My how do you not world, feel like this is so below you? Like, it, how, do, how do you do this without just feeling? Like, I think it was very humbling. Yeah. I think how do you that, not like, get so humbled by this? It was wild because like my whole life was like up, 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 up. And then it it made me realize that this industry, it can be taken away like that. Yeah. Like you are, you, anybody at any time can come for your spot. And how, yeah, right? It's, if you're not like, doing vocal warm-ups every day, if you're not thinking of how to market yourself, if you're not, like, especially now more than ever, someone else is going to come up. Did anyone ever recognize you from the show while not you were working? Not in the working? States. Not in the States. And not, yeah, no, like, we were still very, very, like, we had the trajectory to be so much bigger in the States. Um, so when I was working, like, I think that's also why it didn't really phase me. I also am just one of those people, like, I just survive, like, Anything I have to do, I don't even put an ego with it. I What's just have to get do it. it. Yeah. yeah. So I came out there, um, no money to my name, instantly had to get a job. And you had to work five jobs because you couldn't work at one long enough to get the money that you needed to pay your rent. Yeah. Like it oh, needed all it five crazy. jobs. Like it wasn't like you couldn't work at B- Buffalo Wild Wings every night. That wasn't going to work. So at first when they just started me in the dining room, I wasn't making enough on tips. Yeah. Like it was like very, very little on tips. Um. And then I like also applied for this place, Fig and Olive, which was way more like bougie, but you had to train for three weeks. So you don't get paid while you're training. You don't get tips. Um, So I was just doing things that like when I started to move to the bar and like was an actual bartender, then I made money and I worked five days a week. Um, But as far as like that first, like getting my foot in the door, I had to do that with the wedding singing on the side, the social media. That was the best gig you had, the wedding singing gig, right? The best and kind of the worst because I had to travel all over and I was just like. But you were traveling all over the West Coast or even. Like to Arizona, to different places like that. And I didn't have gas money. Like I was like, this is crazy. The wedding was, or the the band or the wedding wasn't paying for your travel? No. What are you talking about? You would just book these gigs? I would book these gigs that were kind of like local, but not like. They were local, but then like Arizona was. But enough how much of do you make drive. for a wedding? You can do pretty well, right? You can do like five hundred to seven hundred yeah. in a night, which is great. But if you spend two, three hundred bucks, it's crazy on travel and what also, a hotel. Also, my rent for two hundred square feet. How it, much was it? It was twelve hundred dollars, which is very cheap. 
But but I'm in 200 square feet. 200 square feet. You like that's not even like that's maybe this room. Yeah. Maybe I didn't have a kitchen. I didn't have a like I had one sink for my bathroom. I had. I lived in a 400 square foot apartment. I think it was the size of this room. Oh yeah. So I think 200. Two. I think it's just like without that smaller. over there. I remember my apartment was my bed, my desk, the door. Yep. That's, yep. That's that was mine. Was. That yeah. was mine. And like when I tell you this girl has clothes. And I got there and I was like, yeah. where's the closet? Like, yeah, I had a closet. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. And the landlord was, she was crazy. Yeah. She was crazy. Like, I remember I was so depressed my first year there, like, miserable. But I was like, I was stuck in a lease. I had no money to go back and break it. Like, I also was just really determined at this point. Like, I six months in, not even six months, maybe like three months, my group was like staying and renting this house and they were all living together and I was living on my own. Which was also really lame, um, but can I tell you something? I moved into that small apartment because I wanted to live alone. I could have lived in a bigger apartment with other people, but I said I don't want to live with anyone. I want to live alone. Well, see, I wanted to live with my group, but so the was whole like, group was living together, and you were not living with them. And there was like a weird because I used to date one of the members. Which one? Andrew. Which one was Andrew? I, <laughs> He's I, like the tall. Um, kind of blonde. He was the one who had more of a bullish haircut, yeah. not as much of as like the the wavy hair. Yeah, I know exactly. That's you. And did everyone know that you guys were dating? Oh yeah. Were you dating on the show? We like we weren't allowed to like date. Like we would have to like be separate in interviews and stuff like that. But on like, the show, like we can go watch that show and try to pick up on. Oh, you can totally tell that you guys are dating. Like we were like that was like my like my teenage love. Like teenage I loved love. him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love. Where's he now? Um, he, I believe, leads uh, fellowship, like the singing at the Fellowship of the Woodlands. He's married with, I think, three babies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so okay, so you're you're living in the small place. They're all living alone. Yeah. Okay, but here's what I want to get to because you've <laughs> said this, you've said this publicly, and I'm trying to understand what goes on here. But you, you, so you're not really a songwriter for most of your life. So. Roughly. Roughly. I didn't, I was still like, when I tell you when I worked with the Red One camp, I was like, oh, I don't know how to write a song to save my life. Like, not on this level. So, but then you go to a music festival and you basically do like a bunch of drugs. (laughs) And and I want to know what kind of drugs you're doing because I'm getting no inspiration from any of the drugs I'm doing. It's not working out for me. (laughs) But all of a sudden you just know how to write songs is the, is the story. What's the? I want to know what interview you watched. Clar- clarify this. Clarify this story. I, I don't think it's. I actually think it's probably exactly like I said. What's the? Clarify the story here. What's? What actually happens I'm at this? Already. Am I allowed to say? This? You could say anything you want. Nobody. This is what happens when your manager doesn't show up. I mean, come on. No, I'm oh kidding. My God. What's the story though? Because I actually think this is fascinating. You're at this music festival, and what? I'm like bright red right now this is a real story though you've, where did you've, you find this so you're at this music festival it's an edm festival yeah right yeah okay edm festival yeah and you <laughs> what what's, what's the story should we not talk about this i feel like this no, is a pivotal it's great moment because i think it, like you're the only person that's because i don't think i've actually ever said that it was from that i think that you're the only person that's picked up on that okay <laughs> so you're at was it an edm festival I, it was uh wakarusa to be exact i don't in know Arkansas. what that is is that a big fest? it is like this weird festival that happens yeah. for three days you camp out and um, that sounds miserable to me. It's in Arkansas. It's very strange. Okay, so but I was a big rave girl. Yeah, big rave girl. And what do you? What do you? You smoke a little pot, and that 
or or and and all of a sudden whatever you do now you know how to write songs okay i will say <laughs> um i'll let your mind wander as far as yeah that. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but something happens at this festival and you end up th- this t- you end up learning knowing how to write songs e- okay so i will say the <laughs> are we gonna cut this part out great magical <laughs> moment that did happen for me um, I was sitting there watching, what was I watching? Was it Bass Nectar? It was somebody that came on. And needless to say, I'll like allude to the fact that like, definitely hallucinated. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. we'll let your mind wander. Um, cause Tommy might kill me if I actually But it's already say. out there. You've already said this. So, but then that, that tells you, 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 the, what happens. Okay. You, you, so, yeah. I wake up the next day and there was something like, even just like the, the atmosphere, like the energies that I could pick up on. And then I remember hearing this song. Um, he had played, oh my God, was it Nicky Romero? I think it's Nicky Romero Legacy is what the song's called. I don't know what it was about the chord progressions in the song, the combination of everything. It that all made night. sense. It just clicked. And I just remember at that point, I was like, oh my God, I really want to do EDM music. So that's where it really started because I still like when I tell you I was trying to figure out my identity and who I was after being in a group for 10 years of my life. Yeah. I had no idea who I was. I was we were doing pop music that like pop music was starting to change. All of a sudden the chain smokers are starting to become a thing. And that kind of songwriting that was storytelling because there's a huge difference between Katy Perry um California Girls or Teenage Dream. Like, it's storytelling, but then you have something like the Chainsmokers of just baby pull me closer in the backseat. Of, like, it's a very visual thing that I was like, oh my God, it's so conversational. I get that. Uh, it just clicked for me after this night. I like went back. I started messaging because no one at the time would still work with me because I was still with Cash Money. So Cash Money at this point, a lot of people are suing them. There's like some weird like stigma around it. And no one would really get in the studio with me anyways. I also was working so many jobs that I couldn't get into a Doesn't studio. Doesn't that drive you crazy when like someone's reputation or it's whatever. tainted by it's, somebody else. tainted by someone else's. And I like had no, I was just like, man, this really sucks. Cause like at six months before that, everyone was like, oh, you're with cash money. Let's get in. Like every, like, and all of a sudden it's like, no one wanted to work with me. I couldn't get into studios cause I was working so many jobs. Like my group went back to Texas. Like I was so lost for like a good two to three years when I first got there. Yeah. And then this festival happens. I go back, I get on SoundCloud. And when I tell you, I just started messaging anybody and everybody who would just send me a blank track like I didn't know what else to do what do you say you say I was like hi this is Shaylin um I'm an artist here's a link to my songs that are like currently demos because I just had like a few little demos here and there which looking back were horrible and wish I never sent anybody those but you got to do what you got to do um and I was like if you have any tracks or if you're looking for a feature artist would love to hop on something and majority of them would just open the message and not say anything or yeah. ma- like I remember but you working- got a really big cut out of this. Oh, yeah. One of my biggest songs to this day is Manila Killa and AO Beats. And they took a chance on me. They sent me a track. And when I tell you, I wrote that song 75 different times. Like I did not know how to piece it together. Like and then my manager at that point, he was trying to help me like figure it out and is it the best song I've ever written? No. But it was the first song where it's, I remember, take a look at my bank account. It's emptier uh, than our conversations. And I was just like, that's a cool line. 
And I just dove into this world. And then I remember doing like one with Capslap. I remember doing one with Gosh Father, all these different DJs. And um, I kind of ran with that for like maybe two years. And then I realized I was like, I don't want to just be an EDM feature girl. But at the time, EDM was so big because the Chainsmokers yeah. had just blown up. But you were up. like, I want to be an artist. I was, yeah. And I also was like, the EDM feature life is not, yeah. <laughs> not the life I want to live. Um, so... I then started to take that and worked my way to like writing just over piano tracks. And I then landed my first publishing deal with Pulse um, in 2015, I believe. And that was when I really got to be placed in the room with some really dope people that I was still very new. And but then collaborating and co-writing, because when I tell you I'd stuff myself in a room and would just write by myself, which I think ended up being incredible because I wasn't relying on other people at that point. But then to figure out how to co-write with people was also a whole different world. Um, and then I would co-write with people. I would, And then I got really, really good at it. And that's when I started, everything started to really click for me. I went out to Korea. I would write a, I would write a lot of K-pop for people. Um, so now you're kind of becoming the writer girl, yeah. or the writer person. Yeah, no one was really taking yeah. me serious as an artist, only because I really didn't even know who I was as an artist. I gotta find out what, what drugs you were doing, because I can't write a song <laughs> to save my life. I just can't, I can't do it, I, I've tried. Listen, I've I'm gonna tried. tell you, but, there is something, it, it, I don't actually, you either have it, you can learn, you can learn. You but I never went to school for it. I never yeah. like there was something being submerged into the actual life of it. Um, because when I tell you it's it's an intuition gut thing now, like I know exactly when a melody like it just when it when it works. It just it's weird. So okay, so the but the real point is that this music you're putting out now is so great and it's really making waves here in Nashville. How do you end up in Nashville? Or what because you came here to write. Yep. And it was somebody in Nashville. You, you, your song originally. What if I don't? Mm -hmm. You were gonna throw that out for for you Pitch. were pitching that song. Yeah, yeah. And who says to you in Nashville, you're an artist? Crazy. This guy Ilya Tashinsky, who's one of the best. I didn't know that that's who said that, but he's one of the best Wild. musicians, producers, with acoustic guitar. Every, he is Jelly Roll's single right now, Son yep. of a Sinner. Like, so, but what? He, how do you how do you end up in the room with him? So crazy story. Long story short, I 2018 signed my like my first record deal as a solo artist. Um, it's great. Republic was amazing. Uh, 2019, everything we're like gearing up for the single, all this stuff. COVID happens. COVID ended up being what I thought was the worst moment of my life, the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Because I realized there was like some people, nobody on the Republic side, but some core people that were closest to me that energetically, all different things, it was so bad. It was so bad. And the music I was making, like pop then started to shift. I fell out of love with it. And I think I really fell out of love with it because there was like a certain person that would kind of like rip it to shreds, like... And I was I hated everything at the end of it. Um, so 2020 gave me a second to step away uh, from that energy. And I started going inward and I was like, who am I outside of music? Like, I don't even know. Do I even love doing this anymore? Which was the first time in my entire life I'd questioned it, which was terrifying. Um, 2021 happens. People are kind of starting to like get back in the studio. And my manager at the time sets me up with this guy, Tommy Hubbard, who is now my manager. Um, Tommy was like, listen, she has these like country melodies that she's just trying to fit into a pop box, which it's crazy because it's true. I, my entire life, I grew up on country music, learned how to sing in church. Like 
it was I love country music like that's what I learned from like my very core so I did I had all of these country melodies and I would just try to fit it with pop lyrics which were way edgier um and all the time people would be like you just have this southern thing let's try to do like let's dye your hair red let's shave your head let's do this like and it was always trying to get away from like really who exactly what I was was just a southern girl that had country leaning music so Dosey Do happens during COVID, which is one of my songs that I put out. It was the most like reactive as of like any one of the songs that I'd put out. It was the most that kind of got people's attention, which it really wasn't country at all. But it definitely had that leaning twang. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Do a session with Tommy. And he's like, listen, you should come with me to Nashville. My management at the time was like, she's never going to work as an artist. You need to put your head down, go out there, and just write for the people. And I was like, okay, cool. Did like, Tommy try to poach you for management? Or no. it was just it just sort of happened that it way. It was crazy because like he was just like you because he's actually a really dope writer. He started off as an artist years ago. Like yeah. and he was like, You should just come out here. He already had so he had connections out here already from years before being out here. Um and he's like, just come with me, let's do some rights. And he was like, and bring some songs that you think could be pitched for country artists out here. So the first day I'm here, we get in with Ilya to track this pop song that I had had. And the song, like, was definitely still too edgy to put for any country artist. But he came in the room afterwards, and I was like, all right, like, I don't know how this works, but, like, who do we hear this for? And he was like, listen, I'm coming in here to tell you, what are you doing? He's like, why are you not out here, and why are you not doing country? And he was like, I can see it. Like, let's talk. Like, let's get you out here to actually do some write rights. And he opened up his Rolodex like two, three weeks later. I came out and the first session I had was with Lindsey Rhymes, Seth Ennis and Phil Barton. And I wrote, what if I don't at 9 a.m.? So who writes this line? Because I, I this opening line about waterproof makeup, mm-hmm. I've never known that that was the thing. Is that a real thing? Oh, it's that, a thing. But I, I'm sure waterproof makeup is a thing. But is that a real thing that you're that you could be crying so much that you need to have waterproof makeup? Oh, there was a as point a guy. Of... I've never I've never thought about this. There was but a point in my real. breakup like that. I truly like I mean, I couldn't go probably two hours without crying. And and you're buying waterproof makeup. 100%. That's, that's the thing that happens. Or I just wouldn't wear any because I was like, I'm going to cry it off. And who comes up with that? Is that your line? Yeah, that, that I one feel was, like that's such a great opening yeah, line. Yeah, that was uh, – I had said something about like waterproof mascara and Seth like – because I think it was at the second verse at that point. And then we flopped the verses. And it was just like, oh, this is crazy. And then it the kind of like it just started to write itself. Because I had like thrown out – I think I threw that out as like a title of like waterproof mascara. And we all like went back on titles. We ended up landing on what if I don't. And then later on it came in and was just like, wait, let's use the waterproof mascara. So – I That line just pulls you in, right? It's crazy. So this – okay, but this song, you put this song out. You put this out independently, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I was at a Grammy party in L.A. Mm-hmm. I don't know, a couple weeks ago, rooftop, the primary wave party. I started talking to this like very big AR guy who's a friend of mine, major label AR guy. Yeah. He was like, Oh, you're from Nashville. And I was like, Yeah. And he was like, Do you know Shay Lynn? I was like, Well, I don't know her, but like I know her song. And he was like, dude, we're dying to sign her. Like, I'm I'm trying what? I'm trying to figure out like where like we're so like we love the music, we love everything. And I was like, oh, cool. Like I didn't really like say anything. Oh shit, that's but wild. I, but I think the point is like people are looking at you. Like it's people for the first time in my entire career. Like yeah. it's not just my mom. Like it's but, weird. But like, do, do you feel that? Like oh, it's it's actually like kind of crazy now because like I think I like 
a part of me wants to acknowledge it and a part of me doesn't because it's just I've prayed and hoped for like just more than 10 people like I prayed for like we don't have to run ads on music we don't have to like put in people's faces They're without them it. finding it yeah um, and we didn't really do that on this like first release because we were like okay listen we have only so much budget to work with like let's uh let's just see how it responds and one when i even made the initial like announcement of like hi i'm switching everyone's like you should have done this years ago i'm like why didn't anyone why say did anybody anything? tell me but but are people coming like or have or have you had those conversations yet for this new music mm-hmm. is something on the way like, oh yeah like like are we locked into something um not we're, yet we're still independent we're still independent we're still independent but i am going to a meeting today right after this really yeah so th- I, I mean this is really like it's a it it's changing my life. This this country thing, mm-hmm. and so but what if I don't? You put that up on TikTok, does mm-hmm. really well. There's a great video of your grandpa. Mm-hmm. You end up on the Kelly Clarkson show. Wild. No, no, I'm sorry. What if I don't? Or uh, do, do it right, do it right the first time, time yep. is when you have this video of your grandpa that like goes viral. Yep. Why does what if I don't go viral? Do you have any idea? Or it just it just went. It just went, and then it and still continues to go. It. Like yeah. it's every time I post it, it's just and it's been eight months now. Like yeah. but like even on Spotify, like. It just hit four million at the beginning of February, and then not even a month later. Now it it's got five. five million. Yeah, and I'm just like, wait, what? Do it right the first time. What I don't understand about this is, is um, you break up with your boyfriend, and your your was it your mother who says, why you you need love you advice? Need call, yep. Why don't you go hang out with your grandparents? Yeah, because she's like, your dad and I aren't together. <laughs> the last person I'm going to for love advice would have been my grandparents. Same. I'm, well, I'm not going to them for any of this. Okay. But 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 he had something meaningful to say. Your grandfather had something meaningful to say to you about and it. And they're just like my, like, when I tell you my Mimi and Papal since day one when I moved out to Los Angeles, like, they sent me money for the first, like, six months to help me out because they were just like, listen, it's not a whole lot, but, like, we know you're going to make it. And yeah. it's just like... From the very beginning, my grandparents, they're just so special to me. They also were both 96 and married 75 years. Holy cow. So I was like, listen, you probably do have something that like, <laughs> makes sense as far as like." And it turns love. out he says something. Mm-hmm. Your grandfather, he says this line, do it right the first time you go. That could be a song. Like, So it's crazy. He said it in a different, like he had said, um, what exactly did he say? He said, do it, because like, we were talking about like, um, like when you... Go to fold your clothes. Do a, our parents have always said that. Like, do it right the first time. So you don't got to do it again. Like, yeah, yeah. And there was this writer, Sean, that was in the room because this was a year later that I wrote it. But my grandpa had said something very similar of like, try to do it right the first time with whoever. Like, love your hardest. Like, do everything that you possibly can on any front. Try to do it right the first time. And if you fail, it's okay. Um, and I just remember sticking. Like, I was like, wow. Like on all aspects like it's it is so true like don't half-ass shit you know go all in and there was this writer Sean that had come into the room and he had said like a title that I was like wait my grandparents said that to me when we were going through a breakup like something very similar and that's where we got it from at first we were trying to figure out do we write it on like like do everything right the first time like go cut the grass and then it was like no do love right the first time like if you really go all in with something and that's one thing I can say about that last relationship is I went all in like I and there is not one point where I could turn around and be like I regret like no you had all of me that was it I kind of do regret it because I got shit on but it's fine (laughs) what was this an LA person yeah have you dated any national men yet? No. <laughs> Could be on the horizon. Let's see. I am um, married to my career right now. And your the, dog. 
God, Beans. It's the only guy that's never let me down. Beans, the dog. <laughs> He's right there. Um, tattooed boy. on her. Tattooed. Okay, the, the the point is, though, that Shailen is putting out some great music and country music right now. What if I don't? Do it right the first time. It's all on Spotify. You just need to go find it and listen to it. You need to follow her on TikTok. Yeah. And uh, it's it's all there. Yeah. And what? So now we've got a big meeting this afternoon. Yeah. With a with someone. With a label, yeah. Is your manager gonna accompany you? He's gonna to, come. To that? He's gonna come. I'm to gonna that. tell him yeah. that he's now gonna come with me everywhere. Are you? Because I feel like where I am is like like I used to go into meetings trying to like sell myself, mm-hmm. and now I'm like just sell me. Just sell me. Like like now like I'm like you're you are you've already made up your mind whether you want me or not. Hundred percent. I'm not gonna be able to say anything to you in this meeting. Hundred percent. That's gonna change your mind. Hundred percent. You so now it's like what are you gonna do for me? Like do you have do you have that feeling a little bit um, in this meeting? You could bring that mentality. I, that's where I like. I had a mental shift when, like, not even when I started this all, I was like, you know what? It's the first time in my life where I stand by exactly what I wrote. I stand by the entire vision down to the artwork. Yeah. There's nobody that was telling me to change a lyric. There was, like, I turned the songs in and they stayed as is. Um, and If I'll, this guy tells you you're great, but we need you to dye your hair a brunette. Wouldn't do it. You're not going to do that. Nope. No. Young me would have. Yeah. And did. You should see some of the stuff. I'm sure you have. I'm like, I had, I wore no clothes at one point. My family and I like were at war with each other. I said the F word every chance I got because I had somebody in my ear that was just like edgier, edgier. Like it's only going to work if it's edgier. Yeah. And that wasn't me. I do love the F word, but like it just wasn't who I was. Like I And like they were like, you're blonde makes you look too Texas, too this. Like even at one point they were just like, it's too like porn star looking. And I was like, what? Like Why? Like, like was. I don't know. So in this meeting, though, we're going to be. We're going to be just like, hey, listen. What are you going to do for me? I'm doing great without you. OK. What are you going to bring to the table? That's What's, what that's you know? the, that's that's the energy. That's that we, the mentality. That's the mentality mentality, the mentality that we hope to have. I, we have, yeah. I have this joke with one of my friends. It's like <laughs> you need or I you need me. I don't need you. And like yeah, yeah. I told him to go into a meeting like that. It did not go so well for him. But we joked. It's now. all about levels. <laughs> We're like you, know, you need me. <laughs> you need to play it up with the right levels. Yeah. How do you make friends in Nashville? Do you have a lot of friends here yet? Or you know you what? I do have a lot friends? of friends. I made a lot of friends fast. Yeah. I think also because I came in really hot and was just like I think that I was thrown into rooms that I am so thankful for because I know that Ilya using this Rolodex for like and but I had to prove myself to be in there and I think that I did um and I made a lot of like it was like oh okay like she's she's good at this yeah Um, so you make like mostly songwriter friends I have a lot of songwriter friends I am kind of a grandma and don't go out a lot so I don't really have friends outside of at Red Door Every night, I uh, I was at a there was a moment there was a moment, yeah. was a moment where I was blacked out at Red Door every, yep. every you night. You got to, you got to. It was like I it was crazy. I was like, how have I gained thirty pounds in? What's the equivalent a month? of that in L. A. Where do people go and hang? You know what's so funny? There's not a night like I guess Delilah, the nice guy, yeah. but like that's what I love about Nashville is like. People go out. They're not worried about like the photo that they took to show that they were there. Like they they're want at Red Door. It's the worst bar ever. But it's so fun. But it's so fun. It's so like you don't know why you're there. You yeah. don't know. At I went what there hour. last night for the first time in months. Yep. And I was there till like one in the morning. I was oh like, yeah. What is going on? You don't like, know how you doing? get sucked in. Oh, um, it's but like it a sucks you college in. cafeteria. I love like, it you, you so much. Yeah. And you could turn around and be talking to like somebody that's in college, or you could be talking yeah. to like. Sean Mendez's like producer will be there. You or, like, have John no Party idea. The corner. It's like like what, like we could all decide on a better bar. It's so crazy, but like at the same time, sort of love it. Yeah, I sort of. No, we go at Red Door. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so Shailen's got a big meeting right after this. Yeah. And something might come of it. But if it doesn't, it's it's okay. It's okay. Honestly, that's where I'm at. She like, doesn't need anyone. That's, that's the fucking me. point. <laughs> she's doing well enough on her own. She doesn't need anything. She's got a great manager who didn't come to this, but that's fine. Um, I know Tommy means well. Have you ever and, met Tommy at all? A couple times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he's fired after today. Should I fire him? You should hire Josh Rothstein. Oh, instead. wow. God, I love Josh. Is Josh not the greatest? He's honestly like one of, he's not the best. only is he brilliant. Yeah. The coolest guy I've ever met. No, he's, and like he's the best. low key about it. Yeah. Like he'll fuck some shit up. But no, like, he will. I'm missing his wedding. He's really mad at me. Well, Why are you missing it? Is it important that you're like Well, one of my lifelong Josh is really he's gonna probably hear this. Josh is one of my closest friends. We're we're really tight. But I have another friend that I've known like my whole life. Okay. And his wedding is the same weekend. And that friend actually invited me to his wedding. Okay. Probably, no joke, 72 hours before Josh invited oh, me to his wedding. Oh, God. And you know what? Josh called me and he said to me, because I was going to be in the wedding. Okay. Like, I was going to be, like, like in the gr- uh, groomsmen. Okay. And Josh called me and he said, if my wedding is on this date, will you be able to attend? And I said, no. And he said, well, our wedding is going to be that date. Okay. And I said, I, I, like, I, I don't know what you want from me. But he holds this over me every chance he gets. He just threw a birthday party this past weekend. He was like, you come to the birthday? I was like, I can't come to the birthday. He said, so you're missing the wedding and, and the birthday? And the birthday. Shit. He holds it over me. Shit. I think he's half kidding. But, but he's like, milking Also, there's it. like a little bit of like. He's milking you, it. Because you're going to have to do something like big. I got to get him a great fucking wedding gift. Huge wedding Huge gift. wedding gift. Huge wedding gift. Huge wedding gift. I can't afford a big wedding gift for Josh. My God. You get him like a really dope coffee maker or something. Maybe. Maybe. Coffee but but Josh can... is the guy. You've got you've got a good team between Tommy and Honestly, Josh. Honestly, the you've got this figured out. It's wild because it all like I said, it's really crazy when when you're supposed to do. I'm a firm believer. Like God, ha, like when you're sub, when you're in it, yeah. it's It's almost like it's. I don't want to say easy, but it is like um, things just kind of start falling into place. And, like, the people that are supposed to be around you, like, even just, like, meetings that I'm taking down to, like, like hair and makeup or something. Like, I just know that I'm like, okay, yeah, these are supposed to be my people now. Like, before, I think that I was being led by people that I wasn't even supposed to be. Like, I, like, fell into something, but it had to happen because the outcome is I met Tommy. Yeah. And this whole wildfire started. And, like, it was so funny. Tommy and Andy, um, we started a company called Two Hats Music. And... I just remember Andy, like, we went down to his lake house to write, like, right after Nashville. And he was like, a year, you're going to live here, and you're going to be, like, just wait. He was like, you're going to, you are going to work. And I was just like, I was so beat down at that point in my life. Like, I was, I truly was like, you know what, I don't want to have to write for other people. But if that's what it's going to take to just continue to just stay in music, I'll do it. And I was so just broken at that point that I was like, yeah, maybe. And literally not even a year later, like, it Here. was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. You're, before you know it, you're at Red Door. Literally. Have you played a show yet? Headlining show? You you did Whiskey Jam. I did Whiskey Jam. Didn't you play a show recently that was like, or am I, am, am I making this up? Um, I'm trying to, I was like, where have I been in the last? Uh, Maybe not. Um, Whiskey Jam's like the most headlining. As far as like, I do have a few shows in April coming up. I know that one of them, I know a few are at Tin Roof. Um, those like, are fun. Those are so I've fun. I've done those shows. I haven't done Tin Roof yet, but I've I'm kind of I've played fun. every one. Really? Yeah. Wait, do you play? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Guitar. What? 
Okay, you're not, I was like, do you do the artist thing? No. Okay, I was gonna say, I was like, hold on, how did I not know that? You play guitar. Guitar. Which is why you have a guitar over there. Not my guitar, that just happens to be here. Interesting. I just gave it away. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I went out with this band last year, we did 40 Dates, Temecula Road. We did the full. Okay. We did the full tin roof tour. Okay. Yeah. It's fun times. Some are better than others, but they're I have all heard. Fun. I've yeah. heard some are like you just gotta get yeah. through the night. So but. we've had some sound guys that were horrible. We had some sound guys who were great. Honestly, I go into every show just like pray to God. Like it is a good day if you get like yeah. solid sound. No, it's no, a that's day. it. Wait, oh my God, we had sound guys who would hand us the iPad, like hand our tour manager the iPad, and they're, they'd be like, I'm going to smoke cigarettes, like you're on sound. No. And, we're, and he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, no. Yeah, that happened like multiple times. No. But then we had guys who were great. But they're fun. And they're you know so what? fun, like, and people don't Do you have care. a band yet? I do. So like, like we got so tight as a band, because like, then the next tour, we went on the Breland tour. Okay. Which was My great. Boy. And we went out and we were doing like 35 minute sets. That's fire. And one night they were like, you guys need to play another 20 minutes. Like something, I don't know what happened. But in, in the middle of our set, they were like, you need to play for another 20 minutes. <laughs> and we, the only reason we could have done that was because, because we, so... we did the, 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 what do you call it? The other tour. Yep. Yep. But the, why, why am I, why can't, we just said it. Uh, Temecula Road. No, no, no. The venues. Uh, tin Roof. Thank you. We did the Tin Roof tour. That yep. was the only reason we could do that. We because we we could have played for four hours. Like That's we had that much wild. music. So we were like, okay, also, like he's we need. Also, he's just a genius. Yeah, he's unbelievable. It's disgusting. Yeah. I just uh, like we because we were friends before that, but we just written together for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, man, like you're just you're on another level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A kid's genius. Yeah, he's really good. And I just love him yeah. as a human. Yeah, it's really annoying. Boy, he's boy. so talented. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. And he could say like when he just does the riffs, and I'm like, oh. Oh my god! I flew back uh, from Australia with mm-hmm. him. I was in Australia for um, CMC Rocks, randomly, random at the airport. We're sitting next to each other Kay. on the flight, like so random. The entire flight home, he's like singing melodies to himself. Like that dude just can't get the music out of his it's head. Wild. He's he's just in it. It's wild. He's, it. he's on another level. Yeah, another level. Um. Okay, Shaylin, I got thank you for coming in the studio. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. What if I don't do it right the first time? You probably know these songs already. If you're listening to this podcast and you're a country music fan, you probably know this music. But um, you should listen to it again, and you should find it, and you should follow Shaylin on TikTok. Thank you. S-H-A-Y-L-E-N. Shaylin. And um, she's doing a country thing. She's found where she's supposed to be. Yeah. Which is here in Nashville, making country music. Yeah. And if 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 you want to see something really great, you should watch the TV show. No, um, let's not. The Wannabes. <laughs> let's never watch The Wannabes. <laughs> ABC. Oh, it's God. out there. You can find it. God. And uh, uh, I think it could have been a massive show. I honestly, for that time, it It 100%. had the right... It, it To me, it did not... It doesn't feel that different from any of the other shows no. that were big at that time. It was also supposed to be a Disney thing. Yeah. Um, and there was, like, politics in that, but it was... Yeah. You know. But it all worked out the way it was supposed to. Part two. Part two. We'll get into it. Okay, there's a lot. <laughs> Shaylin, I wish you luck in this meeting Thank this you. afternoon. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Cool. <laughs> I always.